What's up guys, my name's Sean and I'm the host of the NET Talks podcast and yes, we're back with another amazing guest. Her name is Charlie Cohen. She's the queen of digital fashion based out in London. Uh, she has been in the NFT space for quite a while now and she's been in the fashion industry from a, a teenager. Uh, she's done some amazing collaborations, including a collaboration with Salvage and Pokemon, Assassin's Creed, uh, Reebok, the list goes on. Uh, so this is one not to miss. If you're into digital fashion, digital wearables, interested to see how things are going to look in AR uh, or even in the metaverse, this is something just to get your notepads out and take notes. There's not much more I can say apart from just get ready for an amazing episode. So let's keep going. Everyone subscribe. Thanks for the support so far and let's help build this community. So guys, back with another episode. Um, I've got somebody that I've, I've been waiting to get on for a while. I'm excited because it's in the, the fashion realm. Uh, she's be, she's had a brand since the age of 15. <laughs> she says she puts the tech into tech wear since 2012. Uh, she's had collaborations with Pokemon, Selfridges, worked with Yahoo, Reebok, the list goes on. I'm happy to have Charlie Cohen. Welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. Thank you for coming on, man. Like... Um, What's new, man? Like, how are you? How, how are you doing? Now, now we've had on. Let, let's try and remove the dogs from here. Are you able to edit out the? Obviously, she like kicked off the moment. <laughs> that we... we can keep it in. It doesn't matter. Like, it's, in. Okay. it's like it's Perfect. live. Don't worry about the dog. I've had cats and all sorts. Don't worry about the dogs it. are going to be the dogs going to be in and out. They've just been distracted with cheese. So, okay, so cool. yeah, we'll see see how it goes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, things have been pretty hectic with the Pokemon collaboration, and now that's sort of mostly, or well, the physical component of it is uh, wrapped up. Um, I'm sort of mostly working on my other company, Restless, which is uh, sort of infrastructure for fashion in the metaverse. Okay, okay, and it, it makes a lot of sense. We're going to go into that a bit more detail with the, all the recent news of Facebook and all that stuff. So I'm sure that's exciting for you. But what I want to what, give a brief background into where you actually your background is, because I understand you're in fashion. You've been to fashion for from a young age. Yeah. Uh, so just give uh, the audience and listeners a bit of introduction, a bit, a bit about that. Yeah, for sure. So, um, like as you mentioned, um, I started my first brand when I was uh, 14, 15. Um, I knew that I wanted to go into fashion, um, had a pretty good sense even at that time that the design piece was only a small part of it. So I really wanted to be able to get to grips with like the business of fashion, um, how to set up a supply chain, how to manage like wholesale, retail, how to fill out a tax return. Um, and I figured like the best way to do it would just be to throw myself into it. Um, and I ran that brand up until I started my like formal fashion training at university. Um, whilst I was at university, um, I got sort of very heavily into digital media. So this would have been, um, I guess, when Twitter was having its first moment in like 2009. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I was blogging on uh, mostly on like well-being and mental health um, mm -hmm. alongside my fashion degree. Um, and then when I finished, um, finished that course, I realized that rather than, um, I guess, a traditional fashion brand, I was really interested in digital world building. Um, and wanted to create a brand that really sort of encompassed both parts of sort of digital and physical. Um, okay. And at that time, it the and probably for like the first, we've been running the 
this brand for nearly a decade now um, and probably up until 2019 the digital piece was much more about how I could create immersive experiences around physical product um, and then in the last couple of years um, I've been exploring much more actually having digital fashion within games within social spaces and now within the metaverse um, so it's been I guess it feels like it's really my time now to launch the brand that I kind of wanted to launch 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it sounds like you were ahead of your time. You're thinking about these things from an early stage, uh, especially when you talk about, the, obviously, the immersive technology and whatnot. And these things are, are, are more or less a, 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 a fantasy at the time. Do you do you game? Do you game by any chance? It's, I game very casually. So okay. my head of partnerships of the company, he's like the hardcore gamer. Okay. <laughs> I'm like the the Tetris gamer. Exactly, exactly. Um, but I have always been very interested in the culture and the aesthetic of video mm -hmm. games. So and that's again, it was like where it's quite natural to wind up working in the uh, the gaming industry because my brand, um, the actual fashion itself has always mm -hmm. been very influenced by that kind of mm -hmm. post-apocalyptic video game tech wear aesthetic. Yeah, it's something interesting, Charlie, and because you started from such a young age, and you talked about the whole process in regards to starting a brand. I mean, I've I've had my own clothing brand before too. I've worked with in uh, independent fashion brands. I understand the process and the, the length it takes to actually start something up, and then the initial investment too, you know, to get your samples. And if you're doing cut and sew, once again, um, more investments, and then you're looking at materials, you're paying for zips, you're paying for buttons. So much things you have to do. Um, and then even trying to find a manufacturer, like that is a problem within itself and, and a good one. Now, with this whole suggestion of digital wearables, I feel that this is just like a, an opportunity for it's, for kids, anybody to take advantage of this, because I think there's going to be less obstacles in the way in for creativity, which I think is yeah, I, been a barrier for a long time. I totally agree. I mean, I'm really excited about how this, um, I guess, this sort of metaverse um moment or like you know the start of obviously what's going to be a whole new um ecosystem fashion is going to birth a whole new generation of brands that are um you know born in digital and your resource um for creating a digital collection is time and skills uh, rather than money and that's something that anybody has the opportunity to develop um so i think like you know one of the reasons that fashion's been one of the I guess slower parts of the NFT space compared to art is just the the tech barrier to entry. The uh, you know mm. being able to create fashion in three D is uh, is a very specific skill. Um, but you know that said, um, certainly like this the next the next gen who are leaving fashion school right now, I think they've you know they're very wise to that. Um, and yeah, like I'm I have always been very uncomfortable with the, the traditional fashion industry I guess you know I had the I was in the thick of it from a, a young age and by the time I finished uni I was uh, I guess very much taking uh, a bit more of an anarchistic view towards it okay. um, so I am very happy to see something that's actually a barrier for traditional luxury industry because you know them coming into the space feels very cash grabby and inauthentic unless they collaborate with an artist or a brand that oh. are natively in the space um, and we're seeing the start of a really important power shift um, and I think yeah we're going to see that 
dynamic really develop over the next two or three years? Yeah, I mean, because like one key point that the, the guys that have been particularly running the fashion industry for all these years, um, I mean, they've gotten they've they've had their own system, their own structure. Now that's all changing, and they're either gonna, like you said, gonna have to collaborate with people within the space in order to take advantage of the community in the space. Um, talk to me about the whole link between digital fashion and NFTs, because obviously we know digital fashion was a thing before. It was always a thing before sure. NFTs came around. So we got things like Fabricant and um, DressX and, and, and whatnot. I've already pushed it without NFTs, but what does NFTs mean for digital fashion? Um, it, it means ownership. Um, I think that's that's really the key thing. So there's a difference between, you know, buying a skin in the game and buying a skin that you own um, at, at the least and in the best case scenario that you own and can actually take into other spaces as well. Um, I think, you know, ownership is something that's really key to identity. Um, and, you you know, if, uh, if a game suddenly disappears and goes bust and you've invested your hard-earned fiat, crypto, whatever yeah. else, you want to... You want to still own what you've you've purchased, um, and you want the utility as well to be able to express your identity in in the same way across multiple platforms as well. Um, so yeah, NFTs are really exciting in in that respect. Um, it just gives you a ton of control over how you um, express yourself and identify yourself online. When did you come across NFTs? And what when did you come across it? And what was, um, I would say, what was a penny drop moment? Like, oh my gosh, this is, I mean, it may have been straight away for you because you're already into digital fashion, but. Um, yeah. So I encountered NFTs, I think maybe around the beginning of 2020. And it was purely like, oh, here's a technology that's solving these issues that I'm coming up against around utility for digital fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was sort of through that um, that I, encountered the space and then I was sort of straight down the rabbit hole into the NFT community and realized how exciting it was just as a cultural movement um and again it's like new an opportunity for a whole new generation of creatives um and yeah sort of found found my home in the space after that Um, it's really um I guess again like having been mostly socializing within the traditional fashion circles or within like your kind of traditional Silicon Valley tech. Um, You rarely experience that crossover of like sort of futurist people who are like very artistic and creative and the NFT space is made up of those people. Um, So, so yeah, so once I, once I like discovered the, uh, the community beyond tech, then I was fully, fully in. Did you get any backlash from your, your peers, especially in the fashion industry, that people have been in traditional fashion because you've been on that side to you looking into digital fashion and they like frowned upon it like, oh, what, what the hell are you doing? Or are they like, well, okay, like this makes sense. Is everybody warming towards the idea? I think um, it was pretty authentic to how the Charlie Cohen brand was created. So it wasn't, I guess it wasn't strange for us to just move more and more into that space. Um, any backlash or negativity has been fairly minimal um, and really down to I guess a a lack of education around you know you see all the sensationalist headlines around NFTs um, and you know it just only takes a conversation to Mm -hmm. dispel all of that misinformation Um, but on the whole I think our 
community was very much sort of based in the like gaming space, uh, Gen Z audience. And that it's, again, it's like just a really natural, you socialize so much of the time in digital, like why wouldn't you be um, expressing your identity in the same way in digital as you do in physical spaces? I think it just felt natural. Yeah, I think the conversation that I have with a few people, especially because of digital fashion, and I say it just it just makes sense to me because when you, we have to talk about gaming because a lot of time is spent by the younger generation in this in this space, and the gaming industry is a billion dollar industry, uh, the fashion industry is a trillion dollar industry, and it's it's an old infrastructure, especially the, the fashion industry. Now yeah. we're going to be able to create a, a whole new ecosystem in this realm where everybody spends their time and i think that kind of overspills into gaming and then the metaverse and it, it seems to me it seems to me that the world is moving this way especially with facebook announcement of changing their name to meta and they're talking about it so that's going to bring a spotlight on it to the mainstream so um and then obviously we've got still got crypto voxel decentralands and so on so yeah, like what excites you the most about everything at this what's going on at this point? What excites you the most? I think it is that um, that freedom that um, we will have to curate our identity, decide whether we want to have you know different facets of our identity that we explore in different places, or if we want to have something that feels very consistent to our physical world identity to have the freedom to take that into all the digital spaces in which we socialize I think just like removing this barrier that shouldn't really exist between physical and digital because like as we go through our day we're not thinking about the barrier it's not like okay I'm just going to like stop real life for a minute here like be in front of my laptop or whatever like it doesn't doesn't the separation doesn't happen for us mentally mm -hmm. um so the barrier shouldn't be there in any other aspect of our um identity or day-to-day -day either yeah okay so do you think are you looking at things i know i already actually in fact i already do know are you i know you're looking at things like ar uh, augmented reality with fashion um or even like the you're looking at things like virtual reality i mean if you got even if you just go onto your your site you'll see that you've got that whole interactive site which i've never i haven't really seen anything like that like so anyone that hasn't got the site hasn't got on the site sorry go check that out 100 you'll see what i'm talking about but yeah yeah, tell me about, um, uh, ele yeah. yeah electric city <laughs> especially um yeah i mean that was honestly the first the first thing that i really got to dabble in maybe five or six years ago ar and vr when it was still you know like quite nascent and expensive but like had the opportunity to do a few collaborations and mm -hmm. explore different things through that um and then yeah over the last couple of years I've done a, a lot more around that so last year um we did a collaboration with um sanrio like hello kitty guys um okay. around the character gudetama um and we basically framed it as a mental health awareness campaign because gudetama is uh, pretty much a depressed egg yolk um <laughs> and we uh, so we built this vr experience um that allowed the like the person in the headset to be experiencing the world through the lens of somebody with uh, depression and it was it was amazing because you i mean when you when you put somebody in vr like there's i mean i guess it's, it's like it's one of those things that you can't explain to people unless they experience it i imagine you've spent some time in a headset yeah um and like you're 
brain and body react as if you're in the space that you're you're seeing through the headset so to be able to use that as a tool to help people understand and empathize with um with other people is really powerful um so that was a really exciting project to do and then we linked that into a physical collection um which where we were donating a percentage of profit to um, mind mental health charity and also a digital capsule collection within the mobile game high rise um so that was yeah a really sort of fun experimental project last year um and then this year um so we used the ar um along with physical garments in a collection we did with uh, assassin's creed at the beginning of the year so we had physical garments um you can scan a graphic using the uh, snap camera and it unlocks uh, an AR experience. So not, not a QR code, a graphic. It's a graphic. graphic, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Um, so that was, you know, that was a way of kind of bringing the game world into the physical. Let me grab this dog because she's on my lap. And she's okay, so it's just <laughs> I can also participate, this is Suki. Um, <laughs> so so there was, there was that collaboration with Assassin's Creed using AR. Um, and then sort of most recently we did this collaboration with Pokemon, um, is which is uh, where sort of Electric City was the, the home of it. Um, Electric City is a world that's been built out in Unreal Engine, so like a full gaming environment. Um, and we created this shopping experience um, together with Yahoo Studios um, and also Selfridges, a luxury department store in London um where people could kind of immerse themselves in this experience through through their phones through a browser um mm -hmm. the world would actually work in in the vr as well it's just sort of totally sort of multi-platform um and then you can interact with and buy the physical collection and there's also a digital collection uh with metaverse utility are the digitals nfts then are they nfts so the digitals we had to find like various workarounds because traditional industry is a bit scared of NFTs, um, mm -hmm. but they they can be purchased on a private blockchain via like in fiat um, via a chain called Block B, and then from within your Block B wallet, you're then able to mint um, onto Polygon. So they okay. are NFTs, but you're not minting directly as NFTs. We had to okay. find a sort of careful workaround to keep everyone happy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this way, the, um, you know, we really wanted to attract a, a mainstream customer who hadn't even really experienced the metaverse before. Um, so we set it, we set up Electric City to be as accessible and engaging as possible for that person. Um, and then like little sort of Easter eggs, like the fact that you, you can mint once you've bought the pieces, you know, that's more for the, the Web3 native customer we have coming in. So we tried to have something for everyone. Um, and that's, you know, really what I'm very passionate about doing with um, with my company, uh, just finding a way to handhold mainstream and traditional IPs uh, into the space um, in a non-intimidating way. Um, and, I, you know, that was um, that was very successful with it. So with this, this project, we had a physical space in Selfridges as well. Um, and as customers came through, we were able to take them through the digital journey on their phone. Um, and yeah, it was really cool to see um, the excitement um, as people sort of reacted to this uh, immersive environment. Um, yeah. And it was, yeah, it was like a really a new, a new experience for them. 
Well, first of all, massive congratulations on the collaboration, especially like with the Salvages of Pokemon, like massive IPs. And like, I guess I feel, I feel a lot of people are waiting for Pokemon to come into the space because obviously with the Pokemon Go or with reality and whatnot. Um, but I guess you, you're kind of giving them that first little, little nudge. Yes, little nudge, exactly. <laughs> little nudge. Um, so, you know, I would say that traditional IP is fairly scared of the space. Traditional Japanese IP extremely scared of the space okay. very protective <laughs> so it might be a while before we see uh, pokemon going uh, throwing themselves headfirst into nfts relative to you know some other ips in the space so that, make, but... that makes your your collaboration almost like going to be like crypto punks for the pokemon community uh, literally i mean <laughs> i can but hope <laughs> well look it's the first one isn't it like it's the first one the first time the first little taste in the, in the within the space and people are going to come back from years to come when they actually actually because I think they're definitely going to get involved at some at some point because they're going to have to and they're going to look back and you're going to be one of them OG collaborations man I definitely think that's, that <laughs> that's what that's the goal that's what I'm hoping <laughs> that's the goal man that's the goal so um all right so what do you um so the NFT you you create NFTs yeah is that right with with some of the collaborations and your work alone do you yes. do it on is it Ethereum what blockchain do you use um yes yeah, so generally Ethereum okay um and it's still just, you know, it's the blockchain that currently retains the most value. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And as much as there are obviously the environmental implications with Ethereum right now, um, and it would be nice to look at some of the cleaner chains, you know, we all know that we're only, you know, we're less than a year out of mm -hmm. uh, moving to Ethereum too which on balance is, you know, the digital industry uh, solving the environmental issue in, uh, you know, a few months versus the um, yeah, traditional industry not managing yeah. to solve the problem in decades. Um, so, yeah, just some just some perspective, because I know that that's a fairly sticky subject. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's other blockchains out there. Like you said, they, I'm sure you're probably looking at the like Solana, Tezos. Yeah, Tezos. Um, but I mean, is that something that may potentially in the future? I mean, why not be able to mint some on Ethereum and some on another chain? I mean, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, with um, so with the Pokemon collaboration, the digital garments were um, minted using Polygon. Mm -hmm. um, with um, Restless, which is the sort of wearables platform I'm doing, uh, minting will be done via Mutable X, which is a, a layer two rollup that works over the top of Ethereum. Um, and again, it's um, it basically puts things through in um, sort of giant batches across the network. So the um, the gas and impact is kind of nominal for each individual NFT that goes through. So there are there are those you know solutions on top of um, Ethereum as well. So Immutable's one. There's Arbitrum. Um, obviously, like Matic is running as a, a side chain. There's Palm is there? Ethereum. Palm. There's Palm yeah. also, and then there's um, Wormbridge Hole. I don't know what that's that's between that's kind of like being able to transfer assets it's like um, a validator in between solana and ethereum oh, okay yeah 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 cool. so that's yeah. that and then they're all going to pop up aren't they and there's going to be different ones that we're going to be able to use in the future so i guess we just have to kind of figure out and see which one works best um but what i want to talk to you about obviously being having a bit of skin in the game um and obviously looking at the fashion having a background in fashion and then walking into digital fashion what projects um are you looking at like what are your favorite projects out there especially when it comes to the wearables so my favorite projects um you know with 
wearables um i feel like there's still a lack of utility which is why i'm building restless and the purpose of that is to basically create a, a huge amount of like interoperable utility across both like decentralized spaces but also within traditional games mm-hmm. um so that you can take skins everywhere um but projects i mean i actually um i like to invest in like independent artists and one of ones um one of the things that i really love about the um the nft community is that like the economy works with artists investing in more artists and and so on and yeah i really enjoy being being part of that um and then with the kind of more like pfp projects um i mean like world of women i remain very bullish on um i bought in fairly early on that um and that's been a been a good hold um another of these um women centric projects i really like is boss beauties as well um yeah. they're a really really great team um just i yeah, spoke to good, um good people crypto mom the other day i don't know if you she, oh yeah yeah it's <laughs> just cool yeah so uh she, i know she's involved with that so shout out to crypto mom yeah shout out to crypto mom. <laughs> i also met her two daughters today um, oh, yeah, she, told and them, she told yeah. me actually i'm going to connect with them like literally you'll see these I already spoke to your mom. We're going to connect. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they're like, don't they? They, they yeah. do, 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 do digital fashion or trainers. Is that right? Yes, they're doing, yeah, digital, yeah. They're doing digital fashion. Um, yeah. yeah, like it's, a, it's an awesome family. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I think my favorite project is. Oh, here we go. Susie doesn't want anyone to know what my favorite project is. She's like, no financial advice. <laughs> so we've spoken about this. Suki, no. Um, it's, it's cryptos. Um, I just love the community. Okay. Um, I love Gremlin, and yeah, they're like um, I don't know. I feel like it's just it's just such a such a fun project, and uh, it's very like very inclusive, very positive, very very lovely. Um, and I think uh, you know one that will hold a lot of value. Uh, did, for you, time did you manage to, to get any? Yes, I did. I did. Okay, cool, cool. Because the floor is at about nine. Is that ninety? The floor, yeah, it's gone. I mean, it went up to like sixteen, I think, a few weeks ago. But I think now it's now it's back down again. Obviously, everything we're in the well, we're in the like three week bear market now. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see what happens over time. But it definitely has. I definitely got the feel that that has a lot of value. I've I've spoke to other collectors, and especially the collectors, they uh, tend to have yeah toads and they speak highly of the project yeah it was like a kind of a stealth drop not a lot of people knew about it at the time and um, yeah i think as well i mean you know gremlin he's behind nouns um that's like it's just a very it's a very good team very mm. very innovative um very like everything is uh sort of creative commons as well so the artwork can be used by anyone for anything mm. um it's like it just feels very very democratized um, like even within the context of what's supposed to be a like decentralized landscape, it feels particularly democratized. Uh, so yeah, I really like it. Okay, as a surprise, you didn't mention artifacts. Artifacts, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No artifacts. They're obviously um, setting a great sort of precedent in the space um, for physical digital crossover. Can you stop it? 
<laughs> it's all right. I, can, I, can, I still can hear you, so it's not a problem. Oh my god! Little background noise. Such you know. a demon. <laughs> um, yeah, no artifacts. Um, I think you know it's very much the um, like hype crowd. It's a really natural fit for the um, NF, you know, the NFT space as well. Um, so yeah, I think you know they're they're doing good things with setting a present. I'm really looking forward to seeing, um, like finding out all the utility of Clone X when that drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think they do a really great job of, um, you know, involving their creative community as well, super cool. Okay, you want to do the project. Um, ja Rule, you know that he brought out a digital wearable. Do you see that? What's your thoughts it's, on that? Yeah, what's, I, I think- It's called Robert and something, I can't remember the name. Um, but it's I've I've seen them. Um, what you, what's your thoughts? I think I guess any um, any celebrity coming into the space, um, I think they need to make extra effort to be doing it in collaboration with artists in the space. Um, you know, extra effort to be building community in the space because they really have something to prove that it's not a it's not a cash grab. Um, so you know, I would like to. I would like to see a, a lot more engagement from I'd say most most of the um, celebs who are who are dropping projects. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> to yeah, be I diplomatic. No, no, I, I agree, man. Like you need to kind of, I feel that it's that is the best route into the space. So flipping it on its head, who what what would be your dream collaboration? I mean, you had some great ones already, but is anyone that's not in the space uh, in the fashion world or someone you think that you know what I'd love to collaborate with them and show them. Um, I would love to collaborate with Blackpink, do some like crazy K-pop wearables NFT drop. Um, it would let's see. Oh, it's such a it's such a big question. I mean, Pokemon was a was a big one ticked <laughs> off to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think um, you know finding some really fun ways to bring the music industry into the mix. I would I would really enjoy um, because there's you know you can play so much with all like you know there's there's fashion there's also like bringing in um music into nfts um there's having um like vr or like decentralized uh world-based shows um i feel like there's just like the most fun you can have um yeah. is is with uh, musicians gamifying it and all sorts man i think that's definitely the, the future of it and i mean i don't know if you come across um um Id idris sunday uh, so yeah, he, he yeah. was working with Nipsey Hussle on that whole with the marathon and then collaborating it within, with the albums and the music. So they're, they're things are things that already been spoke about, uh, but I mean, I'm not sure how far he's, I think he's still carrying on with that. He's doing a lot of things in tech. Being, so um, what's your thoughts on things like that? I think, I think that's, um, I think that's super cool. Um, again, I feel like it's, uh, you know, that again, it's coming from, a very like authentic place of being a, a futurist and yeah. wanting to find new ways in which to do things and it you know I, we can all see um i think when something's coming from a, a genuine um love of the space and the possibilities yeah so what what have you got have you been given nfts have you collect have you bought any nfts yourself um oh yeah yeah so i've bought quite a lot of um like one of one stuff from artists um 
I, uh, I think my most recent buy was um, from an artist called the Leaf Swan, who okay. um, has released a, a collection of, I think it's 200 collectibles that, you know, sort of uh, manually created one of ones uh, called My Digital Charm. But they're, they're super cool. Um, they're all like animated um, sort of lucky cats. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Oh, I recently minted some glitch girls as well. I think the artwork right. on those is pretty cool. Um, oh, is that the Twitch? Um, is that am I right? Am I right with that one? Um, glitch girls. Who 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 put that together? Oh God, why? Is, have I is, it someone, is it someone that's on Twitch, like a gamer? Am I right? Yeah, hang on, hang on. Am I let thinking me, of some, or am I thinking of somebody me, else? I just want to be able to. She's she's already quite a prolific artist in the space, and I've completely. Oh, ghost girl, ghost girl, ghost girl. Um, I've seen that. I don't know. I don't know. I have to, I'm gonna have to look into that myself. So, okay, definitely want to check out ghost girl. Um, and then um, Sealite. Um, so they, oh, I think he did um, the uh, capsule NFTs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a drop, maybe a month or so ago. Um, but again, like really incredible artists, um, and yeah, the artwork in that particular project is is really cool. Um, I don't know. I mean, like I kind of go based on, um, you know, I like buying into artwork that I yeah. aesthetically like. You know, um, I want to be able to, you know, enjoy it if I'm not going to sell it. Um, there aren't that many things that I buy specifically to to hold um, and and flip. Or yeah. if I do, then I'll usually again like buy buy one to keep and buy one to flip later. Um, I think my best trade recently was managing to win the mint lottery for two meccas and then selling them pre-reveal um, at the, at the peak of hype. <laughs> well, you got it's, that's a win. That's a win. <laughs> it's a win. It's a win. That's a win. All right, cool. So, where do you think things are gonna? How do you think things are gonna look within? Um, the future in regards to the company, what you what you're doing, because I know you've looked at you've got Forge, which is the kind of the AR, in-house AR uh, side of it. What kind of things are you you guys looking to do in the future? Um, um, that you're not speaking about. So, like I guess the main thing is the new uh, the new company that I'm going to be launching in the next month or so called Restless, um, yeah. which is essentially like merchandising for the metaverse. So you can we'll be doing limited edition drops with various um, like pop culture brands, music artists, crypto native brands as well. Um, and the the user can basically come in, choose a garment silhouette, customize it um, with the uh, like limited edition graphics from the drop, mint it and choose a bundle of different uh, digital spaces that they want to take it into um, and also redeem a, a physical. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it kind of just ties into wanting um, wanting people to have the option to have a consistent identity across platforms or curate their identity across platforms. Um, and I thought a cool way to do that rather than being based specifically around just fashion was to base it around fandoms and IP. Yeah. Um, because I think that's, you know, it's how we connect with each other before we start speaking to each other. I know that if I'm walking down the street wearing a Metallica t-shirt, I'm probably going to get like a couple of people be like, nice t-shirt, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. what's your favorite album? Um, and, you know, I think, you know, we're spending even more time in social spaces than we are on the, the street in digital social spaces. So I think it's really nice to be able to um, 
like represent your interests and your fandoms in those spaces. Yeah, I wonder if you have you guys come across uh, genies. Yes, yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing some cool things, right? They're, they're, I mean, they've got the right with the avatars and the, the kind of the same thing that you're saying, but just solely on the digital fashion side. With the, working, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, Ready Player Me as well, who we're working with, yeah. it's a similar concept to genies, but it's about having the interoperability. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like the difference with what I'm doing with Restless is that the, the wearables are rendered to the, like very much to the aesthetic of each environment they're going into. Um, mm-hmm. So you'd have like the voxel version of it to, to wear in sandbox. Um, you'd have, um, yeah, just like versions that are like so when very you buy much it, tied to the aesthetic of each game. So when you buy it, do you get all versions? Like, so you can, okay, cool. So, so. you can put together, um, so you mint, the, you mint the parent NFT and then you can pick a bundle of uh, uh, different environments that you want a version for. Um, you know, initially you might just want one environment and then later, as long as you own the NFT, you can continue to add more. As we add more to the platform, you can continue to add more. Um, so you can basically uh, like tailor it to how you socialize and interact with digital. Technical question now, <laughs> based on what you just said, let's get a bit deeper. So if you have the parent NFT and you've mm-hmm. minted a bundle, you sell the parent NFT, do you still own the bundle? No, the bundle goes with the parent NFT. So that's like, that's part okay. of the utility. Okay, so um, then really the value has got to, as soon as you buy a bundle, you've got to consider that and the value has got to go up, hasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then to kind of layer on top of that, um, there's, uh, you could earn XP uh, just by sort of engaging with the Restless app and you can evolve your wearables into something that's rarer. Um, so again, mm. that kind of adds to the value on secondary if you're willing to sort of put the time in and grind into um, evolving. So is that something you? So is that like dynamic NFTs? You do sort of that along autonomous NFTs. So what? What kind of things have you got in, in down the pipeline with that? Um, with the like, with, with say, dynamic. Do, like dynamic NFTs, like something. When I say that, I mean like something clothes. Uh, maybe changing or something happening based on yeah, yeah, events. Yeah. Like, so, so yeah. Um, yeah, so exactly. So the, the clothes, the wearable itself will evolve mm-hmm. um, as, you know, after a certain, well, either after like an XP exchange or later when we can figure it out a certain number of hours of gameplay, um, yeah. like wearing each piece and, and so on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's obviously so much, um, there's so much flexibility, right, for, um, programming nfts um and like updating the metadata and and so on that haven't hasn't been explored that much yet mm-hmm. yeah. um and you know fashion is a kind of perfect um way to play around with that all right um, so so what what excites you the most apart from fashion apart from art because obviously that's one of the things that everyone talks about in it with nfts is there any other industry that you think um like this is gonna disrupt this industry in a, in a crazy way. I think it's gonna do it for everyone, but what excites you? Um, I mean, like obviously play to earn is huge. The fact that Ubi has just announced that they're gonna be launching play to earn is really exciting. Um, mm-hmm. Gonna to start to sort of see some of the traditional gaming industry moving in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, similar to art, right? The, the combining culture with DeFi brings in a whole new audience that hadn't previously even thought about investing um and so i think yeah gaming is so i mean it's yeah it's already happening but that's gonna get even more significant as traditional gaming industry starts to adopt 
um, a more open economy, which they will. Um, there's already a lot of, you know, there's already a lot of interest there. Um, and I think everybody's just figuring out what the, the best way to, to yeah. do it is. So it's going to happen. Um, then I think, I guess, tied to, tied somewhat to fashion. Um, I think, you know, everything around identity is going to be very important. So beauty is going to be really interesting to see how that um, that gets brought into the metaverse and digital spaces and, and avatars. Um, explain, explain like what do you mean when you say beauty are you saying like filters or so beauty I guess like everything that's not specifically clothes so like hair makeup well-being like how does that all come how does that all translate into your avatar um, and how you represent yourself online because it plays you know it plays a very key role in identity and self-expression um, it's not as straightforward as uh, as wearables um, but it's you know once somebody cracks it i think that's going to be huge as well i think that one thing uh, what could potentially work is and it already exists is obviously we had the whole uh wearable tech and then we've had like things like nintendo Wii that kind of introduced the fitness and uh, the, the technology side of it so if everybody depending on who it was whether it's ready player me or what had a standard level um avatar that everyone starts of starts as and then you can build if you're talking fitness build the physique based on what you do in the real world yep. and then you could sell that on like if you're just a fitness freak you could just buy avatars and pump them up and sell, and sell them on to other people yeah that, i mean that's yeah <laughs> yeah that I, yeah i could totally see that i could totally see that working yeah so yeah. um yeah i guess it was, how do you okay so one question i, I like to, i've kind of brought into the, the podcast what well, I'm, I'm tapping to the minds of uh, the guests is how do you see the world and for, this is from waking up in the morning um to just going throughout your day how do you visualize the world in say the next 10 years um with digital fashion and nfts and everything else like how for waking up in the morning, what does it look like i think it just goes back to there being no barrier um so but talk me through it before we don't describe i want you to talk me through it you wake up in the morning and what do you see what do you do what what do you feel what do you purchase what what do you put on like them kind of things I, I, this is this is so on the spot i need to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you well, need you to like it. edit back, out just... the five minute silence as i figure this out it's not really, um, it's like, it's be, it's, even if it doesn't exist already, like this one's it's on to what is the possibilities to, okay, you wake up in the morning, um, you, you I don't know, you, you put on your augmented relic or you wear your AR glasses and it, you, you tap, you flip between your, your, what you're wearing, your digital wearables, and then, I don't know, like different things, or you may just go into um, like the metaverse, you may not leave your, your house and you may have a meeting, like so, in your life how would how would things work i feel like the you know physical interaction like i think as humans it's still going to be a requirement right there's still going to be yeah. um a lot of elements of physical social to our day but the the tech becomes a lot more accessible so i think you know as you say like ar specs are totally going to be refined by then um, so 
things like advertising, you know, the world is going to be a billboard. Um, I think what's going to be, um, I think, I don't know, it's like what I tend to think about, I guess, rather than day-to-day -day stuff is more how things are going to look socially and politically when you have the transparency of blockchain enforced across um, across politics and yeah. and culture. Um, so I would like to think that in 10 years, um, we're all going to have a lot more autonomy and power over our lives. I think also, um, you know, DeFi is going to create a situation where countries are going to need to try very hard to get you to stay there and pay taxes there, right? Like we're all going to be um, digital nomads at that point. Um, and again, that's going to be this power shift of like, what are the incentives for me to live here versus yeah. somewhere else? I mean, even now, like everyone's moving to Portugal because it's like the best incentives for anybody yeah. um, in crypto. So I think, I know this isn't answering your question, um, Not easy, it is but it's, it's uh, <laughs> in terms of, I guess this is, this is the stuff that I tend to reflect on or like discuss more. Um, but I, I think, yeah, we're like the, I would like to think that we might actually achieve something that looks a lot more like democracy than we have right now, um, which means that yeah, I guess you're going to wake up in the morning having a lot more power over what your day looks like compared to now. Yeah. A lot more control. I mean, one thing I really have is um, having control of your data. Like Dids. Yes. Like, like yeah. Things that like Cardano's talking about with the, the, I know they did the thing with the contract with Africa and Ethiopia of having control of your identity and what you want to share and what you don't share. Um, that side, I feel that we're very general we're very naive to what's shared and, and how we're just very open yeah. because we're just used to using this all these services and we just got to give our information away in order to to use it whereas things are going to change and then obviously the services are going to have to offer something too much like you said in order in order for us to offer all of our information so um yeah we're going to be a lot more we're gonna have a lot more control over our data like you said yeah so I, I think I um, like anonymity and pseudonyms are going to be much more commonplace by that time as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's something that, you know, we obviously see it adopted a ton within the crypto community, but even, you know, like the whole generation that are coming up now, like it's the norm to have pseudonyms on social media. It's the only way mm -hmm. that you can create some kind of separation um, from, you know, having your life laid out for everyone to see, which has been a major mental health problem over the last years. You like look at the suicide rates and everything else. Um, so yeah, it starts out as a, I think pseudonyms start out as a self-preservation thing. Um, and then it just ties into, um, I guess, a much freer way of living. Mm. Um, so yeah, this is like the, I mean, you know, I don't think we're going to be reaching like utopia in 10 years by any stretch. Um, but I think we're going to see, yeah, a lot more power balance between um, between like governments and their constituents. Interesting. It's a, it's a goal, whether it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, that's another question. I think it's what we're going to see over time. 
I mean, but, 10 um, years is also like a million years in crypto. Yes, it's so a million years So anything could happen. <laughs> so definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but this whole, I think that's one thing I do like about the, the NFT or crypto community. Um, I feel that, well, some of the most part from the negative side, of it, but a, a lot of people have good intentions for to create a better world. I feel that. So as long as we have the right people that are building these infrastructures, have good intentions, um, then we'll, we'll end up in a good place uh, because the last thing we we want is somebody that's building that isn't hasn't got good intentions and don't have these things in in mind and yeah for sure that's, that can affect everything. So that happens in the real world. It's definitely going to happen in this world too. Also, so um, people like yourself, I'd say me. I'm in the space. I have responsibility. We have responsibility to keep building and working together to create the overall bigger picture of what we're trying to achieve. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, yeah. You know, I think you know, obviously. You know, Facebook is the prime example of how quickly the like decentralized landscape can become a centralized one if, yeah, uh, yeah if if stock has its way. Um, but I think you know more and more of us are as we get immersed in the tech um, and in building and understanding what's possible. There's a lot more incentive there to um to yeah work towards this more um, democratized decentralized world Um, and a lot of talent that is like plowing into making that happen like i can't imagine actually how difficult it's going to be for the um you know the the facebook come matters of this world to be hiring talent from the web3 community because the ethos is the complete antithesis of the community. So I think that's going to be an issue for these big corporations that come mm. in as well. Like right now, at least, we're all a bunch of anarchists. Yeah. Um, so I guess, you know, everybody has their price, but it will be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, it does. Like I said, it goes back to like we were saying, like hopefully people have good intentions and, and try and guide it down that way. But um, yeah, it's been a pleasure having you on today, uh, Charlie. Like looks spoke about so much things and the conversation goes from one end to another <laughs> <laughs> but it's always good I love having great conversations um and opening my mind and, and highlighting things that don't really get spoken about just rather than just focus on how much money is being made within the, the NFT space um so appreciated having you on oh, thanks so much for having me and for tolerating my furious Pomeranian <laughs> so where can people find you Charlie? Um, so I am at Charlie Cohen, Charlie spelled C-H-A-R-L-I, to be awkward, on pretty much every every network. So uh, yeah, hit me up on Twitter, Instagram. Um, and yeah, like I'm pretty good at replying to DMs. So yeah, if anybody has any, any questions or just wants yeah. to say hey, then definitely hit me up. Perfect. So I'll put the links below for everyone to, to contact yourself. She is a pleasant and nice person. Met her in person. <laughs> You will speak to you. So um, definitely uh, go here up. But thanks for coming on. Um, everyone stay listening. Stay blessed.